this passage may not make sense to you if you are not familiar with the story don't worry I'm going to fill in all the gaps as we go is it all right if I take my time and do it right amen praise the Lord good to see brother peace pound again hallelujah Amen, amen, amen. And also this sister back here on the left, praise the Lord. You've been with us before. All right, I recognize you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Second Samuel chapter 15 and verse number 32. And it says, And it came to pass that when David was come to the top of the mount. Everybody say top of the mount. Just so you know, this is the Mount of Olives. If you read this whole chapter, you'll find that that's where David is right now. He's running for his life. His kingdom has been taken over. And he's on the run. And where does he end up? He ends up at the Mount of Olives, which I might also add is where the Garden of Gethsemane was. And it says where he worshipped God, behold, Hushai, the archite. Now, honestly, I don't want you to lie to me about it. You, you, better, you better not raise your hand if you're not telling the truth. But before today, had anybody ever heard of Hushai? Okay, we got a couple. Good. Hushai the archite came to meet him with his coat rent or torn and earth or dirt on his head. Unto whom David said, If thou passest on with me, then thou shalt be a burden unto me. But if thou return to the city and say unto Absalom, I will be thy servant, O king, as I have been thy father's servant hitherto, so will I now also be thy servant. Then mayest thou for me defeat the counsel of Ahithophel. And if I could just summarize this passage to tell you what's going on, what happens here is David is asking Hushai, his dear friend, an older gentleman, to go back into the city and be a spy. He's going to risk his life. But David said, you'll be more used to me in the city if you can be a spy for me than you'll be to me out here. All right? And what I want to preach to you for just a little bit today is an angel in the enemy's camp. An angel in the enemy's camp. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, we all need an angel in the enemy's camp sometime. Praise God. Let's lift our hands and voices one more time and ask the Lord's blessings on his word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your spirit and presence that we feel here today. We pray, Lord, now as we go into your word, as always, that you would make our hearts ready. We know your word is always, always good. Your word is always anointed. It's not the word that needs anointing. It's our hearts, our minds, our ears, our understanding today. And so we pray it in the precious name of Jesus Christ. And everybody say amen. Shake hands with somebody before you're seated. Praise the Lord. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. <clears throat> well, praise the Lord, everybody. Let me give you a little history, a little tell you the story here. Is that okay? All right. Now, I know most of you, perhaps many, if not all of you, have heard of Absalom. All right, how many have ever heard of Absalom? Absalom was, you've, you've all heard of King David, King David that 
killed Goliath when he was just a boy, later became king. But in his later years, David had some sons. He had 19 sons all together, 19. And Absalom was David's third son. And early on in Absalom's life, we learned that he had a problem with a temper. Now, the first episode, you can't really blame him for it because what happened is, is Absalom found out that his brother, Amnon, had raped his sister, Tamar. And Amnon was another son of David, and Tamar was a daughter of David. And, and when Absalom found out that his brother had raped his sister, Absalom was furious. And, but he, he bided his time, and he waited until the time was right. And then one day, it actually took him a couple of years, if you read the scriptures, to get to the point where he felt like he could get away with it. But Absalom eventually killed his brother Amnon. And he had to flee the kingdom because of it, because even though Amnon had done a terrible thing, he was still the son of the king. And so Absalom was temporarily banished from the kingdom. Eventually the story goes that, that David forgave Absalom and sent for Absalom and brought Absalom back into the kingdom. And uh, But it turns out that Absalom wanted the kingdom for himself. Now let, you gotta, you got to understand that. He wanted the kingdom for himself. And so Absalom decided that he would undermine the king, David, even after he was forgiven. And so here's how Absalom went about it. Some of you, again, I know are familiar with this story, but many of you are not. What Absalom would do is he would get up early in the morning and he would go to the gate of the palace where the king pass judgment and people people would bring their cases this was a this was the equivalent of our modern day courtroom it was the equivalent of our modern day justice system and so people brought their cases to king david and what absalom did was absalom would intercept those people as they were bringing in their disputes to david arguments over land and arguments over livestock and various civil cases and Basically, what Absalom did is he said, when he would hear their case out, he would say, now, I, I, I've heard your case, and I think you've got a very good case. And he'd say, if, if it was up to me, if I was in charge, then I would, I would rule in your favor. But unfortunately, it's not up to me, and your king, David, he doesn't really have time for you. And so... I'm just, I'm sorry that I can't help you. But, but if it was up to me, I, I, would, I would take care of you. So the Bible says that it was in this way that Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. He didn't earn their hearts, but he stole, stole their hearts. He had, Absalom had what we would call a spirit. Sometimes in the church today, we talk about a spirit of Absalom or an Absalom spirit. How many have ever heard that phrase used? A spirit of Absalom or an Absalom spirit. And what we mean when we say that is Absalom was building himself up at David's expense. And when you are building yourself up at somebody else's expense, when you are tearing somebody else down, 
to make your own self look good, then you are, uh, you have an Absalom spirit. It is a spirit of division. It's when you try to make yourself look good by making somebody else look bad. Can you say amen? The spirit of Absalom is alive and well within the church today, sadly. Amen. I had a situation years ago when I was pastoring over in Anderson where we had a, a, a minister in the church and it was not yet that God had not yet revealed to me the spirit that this man had, but he had an Absalom spirit. We gathered together on a Saturday like we often did and all the ministers and the men of the church were going to go out and we're going to go visit people that uh, we hadn't visited in a while, people that hadn't been to church in a while. And, and I had a list of names of people. I couldn't go visit everybody, but we had, we had eight or ten people there. And so I gave each one of them a few names. And I said, go visit these people. These are all people that, that we're concerned about. These are all people that we're praying for. And everybody agreed, and all of the men split up and went their various ways. And... Um, it came back to me later on. Actually, one of the, the families that, that I, the family that I sent this man to go visit, they, act, they ended up eventually coming back to church, but they came back in spite of him and not because of him. Because as it turns out, he went and visited them that day. And because he had an Absalom spirit, he never told them that we had all gathered together and prayed for them and we had all went out and each of us was visiting somebody. No, what he told them was, I was praying for you and God laid you on my heart. The pastor doesn't have time for you. The church doesn't have time for you. But I'm concerned about you even though nobody else in the church is. He was trying to build his own kingdom and he had an Absalom spirit. When somebody tells us what we want to hear instead of what we need to hear, that is an Absalom spirit that is operating through them. Amen. Sister Wilson said in her testimony that she wanted to hear the truth. You ought to want to hear the truth. And sometimes we don't want to hear the truth even though we need to hear the truth. Amen. You know, I, I'm sad, ashamed to say it today that pastors can sometimes be the world's worst when it comes to that Absalom spirit because if they want to steal a person from a church, they'll tell somebody yes when another pastor has already told them no. And they will entice somebody to come to them and to their church when that person has been told what they needed to hear but they didn't want to hear it and they didn't want to receive it, and another pastor was willing to tell them what they did not need to hear. Amen. A friend can drive a wedge between you and somebody else by telling you what you want to hear instead of what you need to hear. And that's what Absalom did is he stole the hearts of the people by tearing down David, amen. Uh, but uh, he began to build a, a following and it began to work towards his rebellion. And soon as he felt like his support was strong enough, the Bible said that he gathered some men together and he pronounced himself the king. And David found out about it and it was such a shock and a surprise that David literally had 
to run for his life with just a handful of trusted men. I thought as I was reading through this and studying this, how often it was that David seemed to attract trouble. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It seemed to follow him everywhere he went. It was a lion and the bear when he was a young man. Then it was Goliath and then it was King Saul on several occasions tried to kill him. And now his own son is leading a rebellion. But as I thought about this, I was encouraged and comforted in the fact that knowing that even though David was a man after God's own heart, he seemed to find trouble or trouble found him. Just because you're doing the right thing doesn't mean that trouble is not going to come your way. Can you say amen? Sometimes trouble's going to come even when you're doing the right thing. And so we come to our scripture text. I'm headed somewhere with all of this if y'all hang with me for just a few minutes longer. But we come to the Mount of Olives. David and his group went up on the Mount of Olives and he's, he's been thrown out of his own kingdom and they're weeping. The Bible said they're weeping as they climbed up the mountain. I started thinking, I never noticed before that this was the Mount of Olives. And it dawned on me that this was the very same place that Jesus went whenever he was praying and the Bible says that he wept and he prayed and he cried until the sweat poured off of his brow like great drops of blood. And So now David is weeping and praying and crying on the very same ground that Jesus himself would weep and pray years later. David was betrayed by Absalom his son. Jesus was betrayed by Judas his disciple disciples but his disciple but I want you to know what the scripture said about Jesus it said that as he prayed there in the garden of Gethsemane he said father if thou be willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but thine be done but the Bible doesn't stop there but it says that there appeared an angel an angel from heaven strengthening him hallelujah when his flesh couldn't take anymore the Bible said that an angel stepped in and strengthened Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm glad that when we reach the bottom of the barrel and when we have gone to the very end of our rope that God will send us an angel just in time. Come on somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so David's climbing up the Mount of Olives and he's weeping as he's climbing but unbeknownst to David his angel is about to appear. Amen. And an angel appears, and I don't mean he was a literal angel. I know that Hushai was not a literal angel, but an angel appears in the form of an old man. Amen. He's going to be an angel to David, even though he's not an angel, a literal angel. His name was Hushai, and he had long been a counselor and an advisor to David. And now he wants to join up with his king and help him in any way that he can. But David says, Hushai, you're too old to help me. You're too old to be a benefit to me out here on the mountain, but you can do something. You can go back into town, and you can protect to join Absalom. And so Hushai took David's advice and he went back into the city and he pretended that he was going to join up with Absalom and become an advisor to Absalom. And so now by this time, David and his army is tired. They're weary. 
Some people are cursing them. Anybody ever felt like you've been there before? The Bible said one man by the name of Shimei was throwing stones at him as he walked, cursing him. And some of his men, one of his men told David, they said, do you, do you want me to go over there and cut Shimei down? Do you want me to cut him down like the dog that he is? And David said, hey, who am I to say whether he ought to be cursing me or not? If God has told him to curse me, let him curse. I, you know, because what David understood was that what God is blessing, you can't curse. And what God is cursing, you can't bless. And so David said, whatever God's will is, that is what's going to come to pass. We can't fight it anyway. We might as well just wait for God to move. David said, maybe God will see his curses and have compassion on me. I don't know. That tells you what kind of a big man David was, that he would let somebody curse him like this. Amen? Sometimes it takes a lot bigger person to let somebody curse you than it does to let somebody bless you. Oh, hallelujah. But Absalom, back in the city. Now, here's, here's what I really want to focus on. Absalom called a war council together. He's got to take David out, David and his, his small army out. And his top advisor is a man by the name of Ahithophel. I'm not even going to ask you to say that. But his top advisor is a man by the name of Ahithophel. And here's what Ahithophel tells, Dave, tells Absalom. He says, you need to strike while he's down. You need to hit him, and you need to hit him hard. You need to go at him with 12,000 men because he is tired. His men are tired. They are discouraged. They are weak. They are weary. If you will let me have 12,000 men, I'll go get him and will destroy him before he even knows what hit him. But Hushai, David's spy, David's spy, realizes that if I can just buy David some time, things are going to be all right. I believe in him. I think that he can turn this thing around if I can just buy him a little time. Sometimes all we need is somebody that believes in us. When everybody else has given up on us, can you say praise the Lord? Thank God for an angel in the enemy's camp. Thank God for an angel that will fall down on their knees in the house of God and pray for somebody and say, hey, I know my brother and my sister is going through a battle right now. I know that they're fighting hell. I know that everything is coming against them, but I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to lift them up. I'm going to bear their burdens because I still believe that they've got potential. And so Hushai says to Absalom, Hushai says, Hushai says, listen, I know David is weak. I love this part too, Brother Curry. He said, I know that he's tired. I know that he's discouraged. He rattles off everything that you could imagine that is wrong with David. I know that he's on the run. I know that his back is against the wall and you've got him backed into a corner. But I also know this. He is a man of war. 
Let me say that again. Hushai said, I also know this, that he is a man of war, and he is surrounded by warriors. And right now, he's like a bear whose cubs have been stolen from her. If you hit him now, he'll make you pay. If you hit him now, you're going to suffer some heavy losses. I'm preaching to somebody today that is discouraged, somebody that is tired, somebody whose back is against the wall. But I'm here to say you're still a warrior. You're still a man of God. You're still a woman of God. You've made it through worse. You've come through worse times. You fought the bear and you won. You fought the lion and you won. You fought Goliath and you won. You've got angels in the enemy's camp. If you'll just hold on, God is going to give you a victory. Come on, somebody. You're still a warrior. I said you're still a warrior. You're tired. You're weak. But you're still a warrior, sister. Hallelujah. Oh! Don't look at the flesh and judge. Don't look at weakness and judge. Don't look at sickness and judge. But say there's a woman of God. There's a man of God. And they're about to come through this victorious. I'm telling you, listen to me. Listen to me today, folks. The enemy may be plotting your downfall, but an angel is buying you some time. The enemy may be plotting your destruction, but an angel is buying you some time. The enemy wants to see you defeated, but an angel said, this is a warrior. If I could just give him a little more time. Sometimes all we need is just a little more time just a little more time and you know what happened so Absalom Absalom took Hushai's advice he actually took Hushai's advice and they waited to attack David but what this did is this gave David time to feed his army and it gave David time to rest his army and it gave David time to build up his army And this is one of the things that shocks me about this story. Is that in the beginning, Ahithophel said, we're going to come at him with 12,000 men. But when they finally came against him, the Bible said that David struck down not 12,000, but he struck down 20,000. In other words, they came with him, at him with over twice or nearly twice as many as they originally planned. But it didn't matter how many they had this time. They could have just as easily have had a million because the warrior was ready for them. The warrior had prayed. The warrior had fasted. The warrior had rested. The warrior had his strength back. And the king was ready to do battle. Because Hushai understood that the size of the army coming against David doesn't matter. I saw that boy kill a giant one day when everybody else was running. I know what he can do. I saw that boy. I heard, I I knew that that boy killed a bear and he killed a lion. I know what he's able to do. 
it doesn't matter how big the army is. Hushai wasn't worried that Absalom would come back with even more men. He said, if I can get, just get David ready, if I can just get him out of this funk that he's in right now, get him out of this state of mind where he's discouraged and he's depressed, and I can let him think about the goodness of the Lord and start singing some of the old Psalms of Zion again and remember where the Lord brought me from. When I look back as the song says and I see where he brought me from it's such a mighty long ways from where I used to be. Hallelujah. When you get in the house of God and the presence of God and you start thinking about what God's brought you through, how many victories he's won, how many battles you've fought, how many times he's delivered you, you'll realize that it's not the number of devils that matters. It's not the size of the army that matters. It's your own state of mind. It's not about how severe the attack from the devil is. It's about your readiness. It's not about how many devils come at you. Because the Bible said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Wait a minute, how many are we talking about? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know how I know it doesn't matter? One of my favorite passages. I know some of you heard this before. Bear with me. I know it doesn't matter because there was a man one day who had thousands of devils. There are disputes over what the word legion actually means. But everybody agrees it means at least a thousand. Right. Anywhere from a thousand to roughly ten thousand. But my Bible says that when the master walked into the country where Legion was, the Bible said that those devils had torn him. He was all night in the tombs tearing at himself and they couldn't bind him with chains. They couldn't hold him down. It didn't matter how many people they had. But when the master came in, when the master stepped on the scene, a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand angels couldn't stop one man from going to Jesus and from falling down at the feet of Jesus and worshiping him. The Bible said that he fell at his feet and he worshiped. Why? Because 10,000 devils couldn't stop one man, one man from coming to Jesus. It doesn't matter what the size of your oppression is. It doesn't matter what the size of your discouragement is. What matters is the spirit that is in you. When you get your mind and your spirit in the right place, nothing else matters. I like what Elisha told his, his little assistant when the Syrians came after him. Elisha said, fear not. Got a whole army out there. The young man's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Elisha said, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. <laughs> and you know what he did? Elisha prayed. And he said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. 
Oh, hallelujah. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. God said, I've already taken care of it. I've already got an army that's already around you. I've already got you surrounded. Everything is going to be all right. There's horses and chariots of fire that are gathered around about you. Listen, friend, God's got all the help that you need. He's got all the strength that you need. He's got all the angels that you need if you'll get yourself in the right mind and with the right spirit. The Bible says that angels came and ministered to Jesus twice that we know of during his ministry. I already shared once with you when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. But the Bible tells us another time is at the very beginning. It's interesting, Brother Curry, once in the beginning of his ministry and once at the end of his ministry. The first one was at the very beginning of his ministry because the Bible said that Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and he had not eaten. He was hungry, been praying and fasting. But he wasn't just praying and fasting. He was doing battle with the devil. Right? The word says that the devil came to him and tempted him. They're having a showdown. They're having a throwdown right here in the middle of the desert. 40 days of fasting, 40 days and nights without food, tempted by the devil. But the word of God says that when it was over, that angels came and ministered unto him. They came right to where the battle was raging. They came right to the middle of Satan's seat. They came right there in the the hottest part. And they helped him through his trial. Praise God. Aren't you glad that God will send an angel in your time of need? Amen. <clears throat> but I, I want to, but I want to close with this. Hear me now. Not only do we sometimes need an angel in the enemy's camp. Listen carefully. Sometimes, sometimes God calls for us to be an angel for somebody else. He used Hushai to deliver David. And he sent Hushai risk his life. And he sent him into the, the most dangerous place in the kingdom at that point, which was the king's palace. If he had been found out, not only would he have been immediately executed, he had probably been tortured, possibly for days before he was executed. But David needed an advocate. Come on. And you know what the word says, brethren? If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear ye one another's burdens. Years ago, it happened to me and it hasn't, I'll just be honest with you, it hasn't been very often, but it did happen this point in time. That at one point in time, when I was much, much, much younger, I happened to find myself in a place 
where everything was going right. Has anybody ever been there? Come on. Hardly ever, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, there was just, I, I was blessed. Really was, couldn't, didn't have any problems, health good, finances in good shape, everything good. Everything just good. And so I was praying one day during that time period. And I said, Lord, I'm not even sure what I should even pray for. You've taken care of me. You've been so good to me. I've been so blessed. And the Lord said, what you need to do is he said, right now you've got brothers and sisters in the church who are carrying burdens. Now this is going to be a strange prayer for some of you to to hear. But the Lord convicted me and he said, if you will let me, I will take some of the burden off of them and put it on you. You mean to tell me, Lord, that you're expecting me to invite problems? He said, you said you wanted to bear somebody else's burdens, didn't you? When your brother or your sister is under attack, who's going to be brave enough to go into the enemy's camp for them? Jesus said to Peter, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. In other words, Peter, I have gone into the enemy's camp on your behalf. I have done that for you. And we all need somebody that's willing to do that for us sometimes, don't we? Praise God. Would you stand with me today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're discouraged today, if you're down, if you're depressed, I want you to know that you've got an angel on your behalf working in the enemy's camp right now, even as we speak. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, let's lift our hands and our voices and love him right now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. what he stole from me I took back what he stole from me I took back what he stole from me well I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me he's under my feet he's under my feet he's under my feet he's under my feet Satan is under my feet well I went to the enemy's camp and I'm took back what he stole from me I took back what he stole from me I took back what he stole from me well I went to the enemy's camp if there's anybody that needs prayer anybody that would like to come the altars are open up here now hallelujah if you want somebody to pray with you pray for you make your way on down here hallelujah 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 Took back what he stole from me. 
took back what he stole from me. Come on, can I get some of the saints of God to come on up? Hallelujah. Come on, let's gather up here for the run the front for just a few minutes. Pray for one another. Hallelujah. Find somebody to pray with. Find somebody to pray for. Let's pray with one another. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. Well, I went to the enemy's camp. And I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. Well, I went to the enemy's camp. And I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. Well, I went to the enemy's camp. And I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. I took back what he stole from me. Well, I'm going to the enemy's camp. And I'll take back what he stole from me. For he's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. Well, I'm going to the enemy's camp. And I'm taking back Hallelujah. what he stole from me. Come on, find somebody to pray with for a moment. Find somebody to pray with for a few minutes. Well, I'm, I'm going, going to the enemy's camp. To take back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to the enemy's camp. To take back what he stole from me. To take back what he stole from me. To take back what he stole from me. Well, I'm going to the enemy's camp. Take back what he stole from me. For he's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. For Satan is under my feet. Well, I'm going to the enemy's camp. To take back what he stole from me. To take back what he stole from me. To take back what he stole from me. Well, I'm going to the enemy's camp. To take back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Satan is under my feet. I'm going to the enemy's camp. Take back what he stole from me. Take back what he stole from me. To take back what he stole from me. I'm going to the enemy's camp. Take back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. Say on, it's under my feet. Well, I'm going, yes, to the enemy's camp. To take back what he stole from me To take back what he stole from me To take back what he stole from me Well, I'm going to the enemy's camp Take back what he stole from me He's under my feet, he's under my feet Satan is under my feet Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Give me the key of about G. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a big hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's go to B flat. Hallelujah. Mm. Everybody say, mm. Mm. Oh, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. For I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Oh, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Well, the Holy Ghost is mine. The Holy Ghost is mine. The Holy Ghost today is mine. For I told Satan, get thee behind. The Holy Ghost today is mine. Joy, joy is mine. Joy is mine. Joy today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Joy today is mine. One more time, victory. Oh, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. It is mine. Oh, I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Aren't you glad for the victory that we have in the Holy Ghost today? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Somebody's going to leave here with a renewed commitment and a renewed desire and a renewed fervor. Amen. Listen, listen. You've made mistakes. David made mistakes. You've made mistakes. But that doesn't mean you're not a warrior. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Give the Lord one more hand clap of praise. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Do we have any uh, birthdays? Any birthdays this past week? Anybody have any birthdays? No, 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 no. All right. Do we have any anniversaries in the past week? Any anniversaries? No anniversaries either. Well, hallelujah. God is so good. God is so good. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to come here? You want me to bring this to you? Test, test. Go ahead. Brother, give me about a D there. D. This been on the song's been on my heart ever since I this morning. 
Now if you are tired of losing life's war, you're searching for something worth fighting for, just join the army. We're proved and tried. Come on over to the winning side. Won't you come on over to the winning side? We're following Jesus. We got the better hill high. We're God's mighty army. We'll never be denied. So come on over. To the winning side, we march through the fire, but the falcon burn. We march through the water, but we just couldn't learn. We march through the lion's den. Oh, Daniel, he cried. These lions can't hurt me. I'm on the winning side. Won't you come on over? To the winning side, we're following Jesus. We got the banner held high. We're God's mighty army. We'll never be denied. So come on over to the winning side. We march through the fire, but the fire couldn't burn. We march through the water. They were just with a nerve. We marched through the lion's den. Oh, Daniel, he cried. These lions can't hurt me. I'm on the winning side. Won't you come on over to the winning side? We're following Jesus. We got the battle held high. We're God's mighty army. We'll never be denied. So come on over to the winning side. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on over to the winning side. Come on over to the winning side. Praise God, praise God. Amen, amen. We've got some exciting things coming up in the next little bit. We're our, our online Christian fellowship group has grown to 267 people. Wow. Amen. What I'm going to start doing is we're going to start having fellowship activities. We've already got a number that are coming to our Bible study on Thursday night. We're going to start having some cookouts and various things and try to get some of these people to meet us. Amen. And um, so... Uh, amen. We're excited about that. Got some things planned. Matter of fact, I had a, a lady contacted me in that group this morning, just want, this very morning, wanted to know, did we have anything, do we have anything planned that's child-friendly? And she's talking about like a get-together for mothers and children and things of that nature. And um, so we are, uh, we're going to be having, you know, a lot of times the first step to getting people to come to church is being a friend to them. Yes. Amen. That's right. Amen. And so if we can get together with some of these people and share a hot dog, then the, the next step is to, to get some of them to come out to church. But uh, also our Thursday night Bible study, we have been, since last August, we have been in the book of Acts. And we are wrapping up uh, 
Acts this coming up Thursday night. We're going to have, we've uh, gone through all 28 chapters, verse by verse by verse. Beginning the next week on Thursday night, uh, we're starting a study into the gifts of the Spirit. Amen. And so uh, if you would like to be part of that, that is coming up a week from Thursday. This coming up Thursday will be Acts 28, and then a week after that, uh, it'll be the gifts of the Spirit. So we're excited about that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's everybody stand one more time. Were there any other announcements? Yes, June the 10th, our young people are going to be leading the praise and worship. So uh, keep that in mind. And um, amen, we're, we're excited about that. And we're going to have, like I said, we're going to have some other good stuff uh, together. Uh, praise God. Let's everybody pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your spirit presence that we have felt in this place today. We pray, Lord, as we leave this place that you go with each one of us. Keep your hand upon us. Help us to be a light and a witness to bring somebody into the fold, to witness to somebody, to bring them to church, Lord, to show them your love and your grace. And we ask it all in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Everybody say amen. amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. Don't forget Jericho. Hallelujah. <laughs>